When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. SFFYA listeners, and welcome to Backlist to the Future, our bi-weekly installment of recommendations from the deep and sometimes dusty corners of science fiction and fantasy. Because one show every two weeks is just not enough to cover all the books we want to talk about. I'm Sharifa Williams, recording on August 27th, and today I am talking about some under-the-radar reads. But before I talk about my picks, I'm going to tell you about today's sponsor, which is Sky Hunter by Marie Lu with Fierce Reads. So Sky Hunter is the latest book from number one New York Times bestselling author Marie Lu, and it's now in paperback, which is very exciting. This is the perfect time to read it because book two, Steel Striker, is coming out uh, September 28th, which is coming up sooner than you think. Uh, and Sky Hunter has the nonstop action Marie is known for, like in her blockbuster Legends series, which is very popular with rioters. This is a brand new story set in an entirely new world, though. It's about a team of young warriors who are willing to sacrifice everything to save what they love. And Marie Lu is a master world builder, drawing in readers to her immersive and action-packed worlds. And this is described as thought-provoking fantasy as well, inviting readers to explore the many effects of violence and war and humans' ability to harm, as well as to hope and to heal. So this adrenaline-laced novel is now available in paperback, as I said. You can read the riveting conclusion to the Sky Hunter duology coming out September 28th of this year. And again, that was Sky Hunter by Marie Lu with Fierce Reads. Thanks so much for sponsoring today's episode. All right, let's talk about some under-the-radar reads. And the first book I have for you is actually a short story collection called The Woman Who Thought She Was a Planet and Other Stories. And this is by Vandana Singh. I really love this short story collection. I read it some years ago, um, and I don't hear a lot of people talking about it. I got the recommendation initially from another rioter, and um, it was, you know, I got rave reviews from her. So I was really excited to get into this, and I was not disappointed. So this collection was initially published in 2009, so a while back, and it collects 10 words by works by Singh uh, from 2002 to 2008. It also includes a speculative manifesto, which I thought was really cool and interesting. And this is where Singh muses about what speculative fiction is as well as what it does. And Singh mentions everybody from like, Ursula K. Le Guin to Emily Dickinson in this manifesto. It's really interesting, and I encourage you to read it if you do pick up this collection. 
And Singh is also, I should note, a professor of physics. And I do really think that her curiosity about the universe really comes across here in these short stories. This is the kind of collection that really reshapes reality and makes you see the world a little differently than you did before. It inspires a lot of questions about, for instance, the human condition. It also raises a lot of philosophical questions, which I love in science fiction and fantasy, whether we're talking about satirical works or really deep, thoughtful, serious, I guess, works. (laughs) And I would definitely categorize this collection in the more serious range. And these are stories where, for instance, the cosmos can exist within a person or a person can discover they're a serpent deity or a mysterious tetrahedron appears out of nowhere and raises questions about what it is and what it means. It really is, though, about internal struggles, especially those quiet, deep internal struggles we all experience at one point or another in our lives. Of course, some of these experiences are very exceptional and nothing we would ever, I think, experience in our lives. But the actual internal struggle and the motivations of some of the characters, I think, will be relatable I would describe these stories as really meditative and cerebral. And they span so many different experiences, so many different perspectives, whether we're talking about age, class, circumstance, etc. And India is the setting for the stories. And if I recall correctly, Delhi specifically is the setting for at least a chunk of the stories. There's actually a story called Delhi, if that gives you any idea. Unfortunately, this one is so under the radar that it is difficult to find in print. I think I saw it listed for like a hundred something somewhere, which just means that it's very hard to find. But if you can't find it where you are, you can find Singh's later collection ambiguity machines, and other stories from Small Beer Press. I haven't read it, but it does have rave reviews, so I have every hope that it's as good as The Woman Who Thought She Was a Planet and Other Stories. And again, that's by Vandana Singh. Okay, so my fantasy pick is from way back. We're going much farther back in time to T.H. White, who wrote a bunch of stories, but the one I'm talking about today is Mistress Masham's Repose. And again, that's by T.H. White. So this story is about 10-year-old Maria, who is the orphaned mistress of Malplaquette, which is really hard to say. Uh, And Maria ends up discovering a, I guess, a colony of little of little Lilliputians. So (laughs) the people in this civilization she discovers on this really isolated estate where she now lives, this estate has a deserted island that's been overrun. Nobody goes there. But, you know, Maria's 10 years old. She's curious. She's bored. And so she visits this island and she discovers this community who call themselves the people, but they're tiny. They're like inches tall. And Maria 
realizes that they are the Lilliputians from Gulliver's Travels. So this is like a intersection of two stories, Gulliver's Travels and Mistress Mosham's Repose. And so she has one friend, and that is a professor who's this wise, older person with tons of books scattered all over the place, kind of a messy, like what you might imagine a professor with, you know, those um, elbow patches and maybe like a tobacco pipe. Like, think of that when you think of the professor. So Maria consults the professor and together they're trying to figure out uh, what's up with these Lilliputians. They've been hidden for centuries and Maria does not necessarily go about dealing with them in the best way initially, but worse yet, Maria does have guardians who are particularly unpleasant, and of course, when they discover the people, they think about money, and they think about how they can exploit those people. So it's one of those stories where there are a lot of tropes here you might recognize, and it definitely got me early in my reading life with these oft-capitalized-upon tropes of, like, you know, the lonely orphan suffering baddie guardians in this crumbling manner against the backdrop of the English countryside. It has all of that. Um, and I hadn't at the time I picked this up, I think in my early teens um, or preteens, I had I didn't know who T.H. White was. I hadn't read a lot of books like this. So I was completely struck by it. And it got me in my romantic feels. Um, and Maria is this really well-meaning but kind of like grumpy sometimes character. She is a 10-year-old and the professor is a really kind of bumbly, funny, wise type. And the guardians, Maria's guardians, are deliciously unpleasant and horrible. <laughs> Is the best way I could describe them. And I thought it was really interesting because I was going back and uh, revisiting the story and refreshing my memory. And I remembered I had come across this story before, but I kind of went down a rabbit hole. This was actually pitched to Disney as an animated feature film in the 80s. And you might not know this, you might know this, but The Sword in the Stone, Disney's Sword in the Stone, was based on T.H. White's novel of the same name, uh, which th that story became part of The Once and Future King. So The Sword in the Stone had already seen some, some success. So Mistress Mosham's Repose was pitched. It did not get very far, but there are some character sketches, which I thought were really cool online. If you just look up... Uh, Mistress Mosham's Repose Disney, you will find those character sketches. They're really cool. And I do wish this film had been made, but it didn't. So what can you do? But I will say that if you did enjoy The Sword in the Stone, rather, whether it was the story or the Disney film, this book does have some similar themes like the outcast kid, the professorial mentor, and a sense of comedic fantasy. It has a, a, a lot of funny moments in it. And I think that's what T.H. White is 
is really good at. And I will also say, speaking of, you know, comedic fantasy, this was a favorite book of Terry Pratchett's. And I am a Pratchett fan. I know there are many others out there listening right now. So if you want to pick up something that he thoroughly enjoyed, you should definitely check out Mistress Mosham's Repose. Again, that's by T.H. White. And that's it. Those are my under-the-radar reads. SFF Yeah! is sound edited by D.R. Baker. Many thanks to them for making us sound great each and every episode. Thank you for listening. You can email us at sffyeah at bookriot.com. Please, if you have a moment, review us on Apple Podcasts. It helps people find us. We love hearing from you. You can find me online on Instagram at Williams. That's S Z A. I-N-A-B Williams. And until next time, happy reading.